0: I'm a um, I'm a very practical person on some level and and skeptical too and and um, and yet I I have been watching the patterns for too long to to question that magic is real on some level it's like <laughs> yeah. you know the, life responds favorably to to those who are courageous and life responds to us. When when we're really devoted to um, to cultivating peace in our lives, and, and when we're really devoted to um, to to the you know seeking that um, that which you know can't be spoken.
1: Welcome to Wealthy and Aligned by Human Design, the podcast dedicated to helping you use Human Design in your business from the ground up. You have everything you need right now to start serving the world with immense value and get paid to do it. In this podcast, I teach you how. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. So this week, I have an enlightening conversation with our dear brother, Jeff Holabek. Now he isn't a blood brother, but he is absolutely in every sense of the word, a brother to our family. Jeff is a four-six emotional manifester with a true embodiment of the vessel of love. And he works with his clients as an integration specialist with a focus on 5-MeO DMT and Bufo medicine. He has a true story of what it looks like to face shadow, live in his authenticity, and be on purpose with his service to the world. He's such a beautiful soul with a wealth of knowledge on the art of soul healing and being an example of the divine masculine. Working with Jeff has allowed me to embody a deeper human design and gene key experiment, which puts me on purpose more and more every single day. I really do attribute my embodiment of the human design and gene key system to this medicine. And I know that our conversation will shed some light on our energetic capacity and what it means to be alive at this time in the world. So we're probably going to go into some big topics today. So let me go ahead and just welcome you in my dear Jeff. Thank you so much for making time to be with us today.
0: Wow, oh, thank you so much for that sweet introduction. And yeah, it's, it's my pleasure to be here with you and, and to, you know, have a conversation and, and explore some of these things with you.
1: Yeah. Well, it brings tears to my eyes. Every time I get to <laughs> talk to you and be with you, I'm just so grateful for your work. Yeah, we get to,
0: you know, we, we remember together. I think that it's such an important part of this whole process as we were talking about earlier is, you know, we're, we're doing this work together and, and there's, there's something about having people in our lives who, who understand, you know, what it is to explore ourselves in, in these sometimes um, pretty radical ways. And, and, you know, it's like, we're not alone, you know, it's really affirming on the journey.
1: Yeah. For real, it was like coming home meeting you
0: <laughs> yeah oh thank you,
1: yeah, yeah, for our whole family, really, really yeah,
0: no, I understand that I feel the same way
1: mm-hmm. all right well let's let's start by telling everybody who you are, your story around your work and the sure. medicine and what the medicine actually is and let's start with the good stuff,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah again, my name is Jeff and um, I grew up in New England, I'm an only child to two super sweet, loving parents. And I, I think it's important, you know, it's hard to say where to begin, but, but it is important to get like a little bit of an understanding of like where I'm coming from and how I made my way to this type of work. Um, and so I, I grew up you know, pretty much doing what was expected of me. I, I went to school and tried to get good grades and went to college. I went to an international school of entrepreneurship outside Boston and was, was really focused on you know, just getting a good job, making good money, having a family, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but during my time at business school, I was exposed to a lot of the social and environmental um, injustices in the world. And I learned about some really troubling things for the first time in my life. Um, and so I saw kind of the, the, the darker side of business as usual and, hmm. and that really set me on this, this path of um, really opening the doors for, for younger people to, to have a similar kind of um, awakening and understanding of, of our impact as humans on the whole web of life. Hmm. And so I, I then pursued a degree in, in education and went out to Arizona and studied ecology and education, environmental ed, deep ecology. And I became a teacher. Uh, it's like a school teacher. And I, I worked at some science schools as, as a naturalist. I worked at a boarding school in Colorado for a while. And that was very fulfilling for me. I, I really enjoyed that work and um, thrived, thrived in that, that type of work. And then eventually, though, you know, it, it reached a point where um, what I wanted to teach was love <laughs> and, mm. and care and that's not something that can, you know, be tested on standardized tests. And so, um, so around that time is when I found my way to, to ceremony to, at first it was sitting in men's groups. So sitting in a circle with a group of men around a fire here in, in Colorado, where I live, um, once a week for a, a period of time and co-creating this space to be vulnerable and to, um, to share from the heart and to learn how to listen and, and to really heal, you know, to step into a, a space of, of healing through listening and through sharing and speaking our, you know, our, our truth and speaking what's most alive. So, so the men's work really introduced me into a lot of this, this type of circle work. And then it was um, an exposure to native American Lakota sweat lodges and, and that way of praying, a traditional indigenous way of praying and, and being in circle with community and then eventually it was ayahuasca and you know mm-hmm. i found my way to the jungles of peru uh, with my teacher who's a, a, a brazilian woman I was born and raised in the jungles of brazil and and i started working with her and then eventually uh, helping her to uh, organize ceremonies and, and retreats to south america and uh, went pretty deep into that path of plant medicine and exploring myself and, and what self-love and forgiveness looked like in practice. And it, uh, yeah, it, it, it took a lot of courage for me to, to really dive in, into those um, places in myself that were really asking to, to be seen and to be honored and to be felt mm. And so I, I really did. I focused on that work for a few years um, before I eventually found my way to Five uh, meo uh, via the bufo, Bufalvarius uh, excretion or, or medicine that comes from the Sonoran Desert Toad, mm-hmm. and um, and that that experience was unlike any that I had ever had up until that point. And I and I had you know, quite a bit of experience with psychedelics from from my early twenties on, and. Uh, this was different. This was just <laughs> totally different. It, it was the first time in my life that I really felt like I got a, a good taste of what freedom felt like. Mm, it, yeah. it, it felt like I was given an opportunity to see through fear, uh, to see through all illusion of fear and control. and I and I got to feel in my body, and, and on, in some ways that I can't ever articulate to you, it's, it's something that must be experienced for oneself. But for me, it was this feeling of, of freedom and of peace and of, oh, everything is okay. Not yeah. only is it going to be okay, but it is all okay right now, including all of the pain and the suffering and, and the sadness and the grief and all of it. You know, I, I got to see it all. As it is, and I got to see the beauty in, in all of it, and it's a hard thing, you know, to talk about. Like, oh, well, how can you see the beauty in war and and genocide and all of these things? And 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 it's not so much of like, wow, what a beautiful thing, as it is like, oh my gosh, I can see the the, the balance of duality and, and oh. how necessary it is to have one thing so that we can have the other thing on some level, mm-hmm. and that um, you know, it's a part of our human experience and. Ideally, you know, we are working towards uh, a place of, of harmony and peace and love as a, a human species, I, I'd like to think. Um, and I think it's going to take some, um, some challenging times to get there. And I think that's part of the journey. You know, that's part of the hero's journey is, is we, mu- we, we are always faced with adversity mm-hmm. and challenge. Yeah, And so, so that, you know, that brings me to where I am now. And, and I've, you know, I've done a decent amount of work. It's an ongoing practice. You know, we're all healers. We are all the healer, in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a matter of finding safe places, safe people, safe ways of, of exploring this work so that we can unlock the inner, you know, the inner healer. And, 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 yeah. And learn how to feel all of the the feelings that are often bottled up inside of us.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after knowing you, I and knowing your chart (laughs) and just really getting to know your heart, I think how like how could this be this is absolutely what you are here to do? Mm. Like absolutely. So when did you know that this was the thing that you were going to dedicate your life to? Would you say that you've dedicated your life to this?
0: Yes, I, I you know, for the past five, six years, it, it has been um, a dedication for sure, and to supporting people, you know, as as they're discovering and, and exploring themselves, and, and what it is to be free, and 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 who they are, and, and what the you know what their purpose is, or you know what the the purpose is. And it's different for everyone. Everyone will, will come up with their own answers to these questions. But um, but it, I, I would say it was the first time I had the experience. It was like, oh, this is it. This is mm-hmm. what I was kind of looking for. Or, or I didn't, I wasn't looking for it because it was beyond anything I could even conceive. And so <laughs> when I experienced it, it, was like, oh, this is the thing I was looking for that I actually never knew I was looking for, mm. but, but, but I had always hoped existed, this sense of peace. Mm-hmm. Really, it was peace. It was it was the peace that I had always longed for. Mm-hmm. And um and so yeah, from that point forward, I had already been working in this space of of um like as a ceremonialist and 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 guiding people through some pretty arduous processes and in you know in South America, like I mentioned and, and and beyond. Um, but but after my first experience with Bufo, it it really changed the course for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. After my experience, I felt like I experienced God's key. Yeah, God has placed this little magic key inside such an inconspicuous place, only to be found when it finds you.
0: Right. You don't go look.
1: You don't even know this exists, but it knows when to find you.
0: Yeah. Somehow, it's just all happening, and and in some sort of some sort of the divine way and you just trust it and and again it comes down i for me it's it's a lot of it's been like having the courage to to say yes when, when those opportunities come or to lean into the thresholds of fear or or discomfort because a lot of this stuff is not easy people will say oh it's a you know it's a psychedelics or whatever are, are, uh, uh, like a, a cheat or, you know, mm. like a fast track to, to enlightenment or something. And I'm, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I mean, it's not been that way for me. It's been <laughs> really challenging at times. And, um, and just a, a really beautiful way uh, of gaining some, some reference, some, some actual like contextual reference point or experience of what, how to feel like how to how to feel and express myself in healthy ways, and how to let go and release all the stuff that we hold mm-hmm. on to as humans in healthy ways, so that I can you know show up in the world uh, more available and 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 more clean and 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 yeah, clean vessel of love. I would say
1: yeah, um, for and, sure. And you know
0: that that word God, you know, it's it's like God's high to key, or some people refer to this five uh, meo DMT. Uh, not to be confused with N,N-dmt. These are two different molecules. The typical DMT is N,N-dmt, mm-hmm. which is what is in ayahuasca, and it's also it also can be synthesized and vaporized and inhaled. Um, but but what we're talking about now is 5-MeO-DMT, which is often referred to as the God molecule, uh, versus NNDMT, which is sometimes referred to as the spirit molecule. Mm. It's an interesting way of differentiating yeah. the two. Um, and, and that word God can be really charged for some people right. coming from like a religious background, because, you know, a lot of, a lot of the religions, the Western religions, you know, depict God as this, you know, like bearded white man in the sky. Um, when in, 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 eh, in other ways of seeing, it's 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 you and it's me and it's everything and it's love and, and to have an again an experiential reference point like uh, of what that is and what that feels like is such a gift to mm-hmm. to then integrate that into our human human into our humanity and into our story as as Jeff and Danielle et cetera.
1: Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just a, it was a true moment of waking up to exactly who we are, who I am. Nothing's left on the table. Like there is no more wondering for me, right? Like you mentioned, God's a charged word. It it was very charged for me growing up. It was like, if there's a God, why is he taking my mother? Why is he, why do I have an alcoholic husband? Like there's a God, right? But then in the medicine, it's an exposure to God. Here's why
0: <laughs> the divine.
1: Here's what it is. And yes. you're right. Like there has to be both. There has to be the the polarity it, it, but it's just felt. It's mm-hmm. just it's felt. It's the yes. overwhelming sense of I get it.
0: Yes. Yes. I a get feeling it. or a knowing or a becoming or a remembering for a lot of people. It's yeah. like, "Oh, this is something I've always been and something I've always known and somehow you know, I forgot, and I feel like that's part of what it is to be human: is to forget, yeah. to forget that we are that thing, that infinite, eternal thing beyond all language and beyond mind. We are that, but but as that infinite thing, uh, you know, maybe we got a little bored and lonely at you know being the infinite one that we all are, and right. we were like, oh, let's create this beautiful <laughs> illusion of separation and of complexity and chaos so that we can experience something other than, you know, infinite, perfect, eternal oneness. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a working theory.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, my theory is always working with it.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> because it's even, always changing. And-
1: yes. Even with the medicine work, like I I like how you say it. Some people think it's a fast track. I, I think the only fast thing that happened for me was the moment of waking up. Like, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute here.
0: Yeah.
1: But the work of staying awake, being awake, living an embodiment of what awake means is forever going on. And I have to remind myself like, like you always tell me, it's all perfect. Yeah. It's all the way it's supposed to be is perfect, even when it feels like it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's practice. You know, I like to see it as a practice because that implies the you know the ongoing nature of it that there there actually isn't i you know maybe there is a point of like total enlightenment like that that some of the the sages and gurus have have achieved uh perhaps you know for me it's it though it, it i like to see it as just an ongoing constantly changing constantly evolving practice mm-hmm. you know being a better human so that when i i eventually reach that point of death i can die with grace and mm. you know some semblance of grace and ease and and just letting go into whatever comes next into the mystery of what comes next. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of this work with for me personally with five meo or, or bufo specifically has been coming to peace with death. Yeah. And, and, and it you know oftentimes feels like a, a death simulation because yep. it's like letting go of everything, including Jeff. And including my all the ideas of who I think I am. And, and that, that's what what can really um, challenge some people is that process of letting go. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, that the, the experience is generally so strong that it oftentimes just takes away our, our ability to resist it. It just takes us. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah. there's something really beautiful about that. It's just, it just overwhelms us. And, and that's the whole point is to like, allow ourselves to be overwhelmed mm. and to let go and to see what it what it is to let go. And and I think Terrence McKenna, you know, has some some saying about, you know, you'll you'll let go and you fall off the 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 ledge and then, then you find that you land in a feather bed, that there's like, you know, a like a, yeah. um, a sea of 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 pillows below you waiting to catch you. And that it's actually not that scary, but in order to to know that, you have to take the leap, not knowing what's it what what's in the abyss.
1: Yeah. That's profound right there. It's yeah. that it's that what I call a trust fall. Yes. It's like yeah, exactly a, a trust everything fall. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of this yeah. trust fall. <laughs> and until my experience yeah. with this and and learning from you, I really did not believe I would be caught.
0: Mm.
1: Right? I did not believe that if I pushed the edges of what I was comfortable with that mm. I would fall flat on my face. Yeah. You know, um, in your experience with working with all the people you have, when does this medicine typically find someone? Do you see any themes or trends?
0: Uh, everyone's so different. you know, I, I I talk with so many people, and um, you know, it it's hard to say. I mean, I see combat veterans, you know, in, in, in their later stages of life coming coming to this work. I see young people coming to this work who are, you know, looking for like a rite of passage, which I think our culture is is severely lacking it is this, this, yeah, rite of passage experience into like adulthood or or even adolescence, you know, from adolescence to, to adulthood. Um, I work with all sorts of people i mean people struggling or i should say like dancing with and through addiction mm. people with you know a relationship to anxiety and depression which is probably the most common
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, common theme especially in our culture here here in, in the united states um, and i think that a lot of that stems from a general disconnection from yeah from ourselves from each other and and largely from from the earth and from nature and, yeah. um, and, and, you know, ceremony and community and ritual and dance and music and all of the, all of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's, it's up to each person Now everyone has, has, has their own unique path. And, and it could be, you know, uh, my, my father started exploring, exploring this in his late or uh, early seventies, you know, for the first time in his life, he had no prior experience with this type of work. and, and And, you know, he was curious and, and, you know, he's, he's entering into his elderhood and and death is coming near, you know, the inevitability of death is approaching. And it's like, well, like what, what, how can I, how can I prepare myself as best as possible for this, this experience of dying? And I think that um, psychedelics in general when their approach with respect and intention and, and you know, as a kind of ceremonious kind of way, they can really um, help us to come to some semblance of peace with this whole process of, of aging and dying yeah, and letting go. Of, yeah. of, you know, our bodies change, our Our minds get a little bit slippery as we get older. And mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, uh, coming to peace with that is, is you know, really, I think what a lot of people are looking for, but just co- coming to peace in general, like if there was one common denominator and everyone that I've supported, it, it's like people are looking for some semblance of peace. Um, and yeah. this is, you know, again, a generalization, but Right. Uh, if if I had to to distill it into one word, it would probably be that is peace is mm-hmm. you know what what we're all you know looking for the most mm-hmm. or, or most uh, longing for I should say
1: yeah yeah and that's your alignment theme so that would make a lot of sense that you see that that's what we all need uh, and that you see that that's like that's your reflection to me right now what I'm hearing is you're uh, reflecting back that that's what I'm seeing m- my clients get the yeah. most of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and really, when we are in that state of peace, I mean, for me, my heart opens yes. more and more and more. I'm able to experience more love, more compassion. Um, for first myself. Yes. First myself, and that is the work is starting with ourselves. Yes. And I want to bring up an important. I don't want to uh, bypass this. There has to be a certain reverence and respect when you're working with any medicine. And I think that's the one thing I know for sure. Bufo has taught me because before Bufo I had no experience with any medicine. Um, but immediately I knew, I knew right away that this is of divine order Mm -hmm. and that there is no room at, at least this is how I see it. There is no room for, um, I don't really know what the word is, but for lack of a better way of putting it, disrespecting Mm. work with the medicine of any kind, like that was so clear to me.
0: Yeah. By nature, by implication, the experience itself, it, it humbles us to our core. And, um, and you know, there are people out there who, who will approach it more like recreationally and maybe a little bit willy nilly and they will likely be humbled, and, yeah, I was going to say, know, can, are... you can you
1: approach this willy nilly? Can you approach five meo DMT willy nilly? I, I think with you
0: know, you know, a lack of education and a lack of preparation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that, you know, that can happen. And I think that, you know, on some level it's inevitable that that's going to happen. Mm. You know, we're human and we're all learning and we're, we're all learning in different ways and not everyone has the access to sit in a ceremony or, you know, has the resources to pay for, you know, uh, to go on a retreat or something like that. And so, you know, there will be people who are, are, you know, not as well educated as we, one might like, or, or what what you and I think is is you know wise, but but I think that again the nature of the medicine is like it will do what it needs to do, and yeah, yeah. and there's an element of trust there. That's the trust fall, but um, but you know it is important. I think you know it, to stress how how important it is to. To approach all of this work with a certain level of, of um, integrity and intention and preparation and research and education, uh, these are these are very important things because otherwise, you know, they could end up doing more harm than than anything than good. Right. And so, you know, especially with certain uh, certain compounds and certain psychedelics, it, it might be even more important to uh, to have a guide with you, for example, because. Uh, with some of these experiences, we're losing awareness of self for uh-huh. for a little while, and and there is no awareness of what the body is doing for a short period of time, and so it's important to have someone there to look after the body mm-hmm. to make sure you know no one's going to you know have a, a harmful experience. Yeah. Um, so there there is a lot that goes into it, and and screening people to make sure that they're healthy, you know, physically and mentally healthy for the experience, and that there's no contraindications with medications and things like that. You know, this is all very important.
1: Right. Right. So if someone listening was curious around discovering if this medicine was for them or something that might be calling them, what would your advice be?
0: Well, start, start by educating. You know, there's so much information out there the internet is, as we both know, an amazing tool. And that's where I started when I, when I first started getting into all of this is I started just researching and going onto the internet and, you know, there's a lot of great organizations out there. Maps is a good place to start Mm -hmm. and, um, and a lot of great podcasts and a lot of great books. And I think that once we start Putting that, putting those feelers out, and, and and getting more curious about it, it just will naturally start opening up to us. Like life responds to us yeah. in really, like truly magical ways. I, I I'm a, um, I'm a very practical person on some level, and and skeptical too, and and um, and yet I, I have been watching the patterns for too long to to question. That magic is real on some level. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, life responds favorably to, to those who are courageous, and life responds to us when when we're really devoted to um, to cultivating peace in our lives, and and when we're really devoted to um, to to the you know seeking that um, that which you know can't be spoken. You know, life will, the doors will open, but at the moment that you make the decision to, you know, start doing that research, you know, or... Join local psychedelic clubs. That's another great way way to you know, get into it is do do some research and find your local clubs. There's clubs everywhere. There's a big movement uh, over the u s. of like this decriminalization movement where a lot of states have decriminalized psychedelics, natural psychedelics and such. And so a lot of people are coming out of the woodwork, and there's all sorts of meetings and groups and meetups and integration circles happening. And so, you know, if it's something that you want, it's 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 not that far, not as far away or yeah. or inaccessible as you may think. It mm-hmm. just takes a little bit of research and and again, you know, like uh, um, crossing that threshold of the into the unknown a little bit and having the courage to ask and and uh, yeah. explore.
1: Yeah, you keep bringing up courage, um, and uh-huh. I really I really want to go into this topic a little bit. What has been the thing that you have? chosen to be courageous about in your life?
0: I mean, it comes up almost every day.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, there's so many little opportunities for me to lean into thresholds and for me to stay open. You know, mm-hmm. it's really like, I think maybe more than anything, it's just like keeping an open heart mm-hmm. and not being afraid, not yeah. being afraid of, of being hurt. Yeah. Um, or you know, having my heart broken, or mm-hmm. being judged by someone, or um, not being liked or not being included. You know, I I think just just showing up in this often um, harsh world with a, a really vulnerable, open heart might be the most courageous undertaking of my life. Um, oh my to be gosh, a, a, for real! To, to be like a sensitive man. Uh, and like a really kind of sweet, goofy, just <laughs> loving man uh, that takes a certain element of courage. But then once once I cross that threshold, it's like, oh, actually, it's the easiest thing mm. ever. It's just to be myself yeah. and to be me and to not, you know, to not. To, to be authentic basically
1: yeah
0: um, it can be scary to be authentic initially but once we cross the threshold just like with psychedelics once we cross the threshold it's like oh this is actually so liberating yeah
1: um
0: but but i would i would also say um so, you know psychedelics have really pushed my pushed my edges um and 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 pushed me into leaning you know into those edges of, of being courageous um, like drinking ayahuasca down in the jungle for you know nights on end and dieting with different plants and going really deep. That's really pushed me physically, mentally, mm. um, and, and also with bufo, especially at the beginning of my relationship with that with this medicine. Um, you know, every time I, I did it, it was like I was you know on some level it was like I was um, like dying. Yeah, and and that takes courage. You know that is a <laughs> scary thing to, to, to let it all, to let everything go mm-hmm. and, and to not know, you know, am I gonna, am I gonna come back? Like, I don't know. I trust yeah. you, but it was the trust. Yeah. You know, it was trusting. Um, but, but, you know, just being honest is another, another thing, mm-hmm. uh, honesty, you know, it takes great courage to be honest. Yeah. I, I know Ram Das's guru all often told him, Ramdas. Uh, Ram Das love everyone and be honest. Those were his two, uh, his two like great directives to Ram Dass. And mm. I would probably say love everything and be honest just because I, everything implies like the natural world and, and, you know, the beyond human world. But, but I, I think being honest really does take courage because it, it is, um, Again, it's like we, we put ourselves out there and, and it's a vulnerable place to just be totally open and transparent with people with, without the fear of, again, being judged yeah. or being wrong or hurting someone's feelings or you know whatever it might be. Like To be honest takes great courage. Yeah. It has taken great courage in my life to, to learn how to be honest and not be afraid to speak my truth.
1: Yeah, I would agree. When I, when I did um, the deep dive, so I had been studying human design and and I think, yeah, and the gene keys for three years before this medicine came to me. And after this, it like, it all made sense, but then living it and embodying it was, I had to find this courage inside to be authentically who I am. And I was faced with that over and over again. I will say that working with this medicine has really shown me that (laughs) there's no, um, punishment for being who I am. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there, it doesn't matter what other people think it Mm -hmm. like, get out of your own way. You're the only Mm -hmm. one that's doing this thing to you Mm -hmm. and moving through with authenticity allows other people Mm -hmm. to actually show up as their authentic selves as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yet yeah, inspires and uh, inspires others to, to 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 you know see what it's like for someone to to have a model of of someone who's living authentically in their truth, and, and and also you know when we're you know the more true we are to ourselves and the more honest we are, I think you know naturally we attract the things that are really most alignment, the opportunities and the people and the relationships that are truly. Authentically, deeply aligned with with our with our who we are, and oftentimes the people, maybe the people and relate, you know, relationships and jobs and opportunities and situations that aren't aligned with with our deepest sense of self um, may gradually fade away. The more you know, true to ourselves and the more honest we are, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, on a like on a more fun note. I guess (laughs) fun. I think money's fun. Yeah. How has working done the, doing the work that you have done, how has it affected your relationship with money, the 3d of it all? Mm,
0: Yeah. Nice question. Yeah. Well, you know, the work that I've been doing with, with like psychedelic assisted therapy and, and deep dives into myself have, it has really helped me to like, just be more confident in who I am and and I think in being more confident in myself and that like, I'm, I'm great. And, and, I, you know, I am actually like a gift to the world and Mm. and not coming from like some conceited place, but, but to really see myself as I am. And, and, you know, that, um, that what, who I am and and what I have to share and what I have, have to offer and and the ways that I serve are valuable, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that, Knowing my value, you know, maybe more than anything, has has shifted. But but my goal has never been, you know, to to make lots of money. Um, I definitely you know, you know making enough money to pay you know pay my mortgage and you know all my bills and to eat good food and, and be healthy and to have some fun every now and again. You know, go see music and ski. Um, you know that's necessary. But my focus is is really peace and fulfillment. And, um, you know, I'm, 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 you know, no millionaire or anything, not even close, but, but my, my intention and my, my true goal is just to be happy and to be at peace. And, and, and I think that really just staying true to that by by implication has created more ease in my life. Yeah. Um, like my goal isn't to make a lot of money. My my goal is to create a better situation for everyone on on earth. And again, I think that life responds favorably to those who are, you know, really rooted in love and rooted in heart and and and, and so I have a really deep trust in life and you know, if I had no money and no job, um, and I ended up, you know, homeless or houseless and, and, you know, traveling on, on, on the street or something like, um, I know that there would be a great blessing in that too. And I know I would find my way. And, um, and so I'm just, you know, I'm just grateful for, for where I am now. And I, and I just do my best again to, to stay true to myself and, and trust that everything that needs to come my way will come my way. And that. That I will receive what you know, whatever I need, yeah, and and and, and that I don't need to be afraid.
1: You know, mm. I've I've
0: definitely stepped out of that lack mentality or the fear of not having enough. That uh, I think my ancestors are all you know coming out of with like the Great Depression, and you know I could see it in in my grandparents and in my parents, like, um, and it, you know, there's that show. What is it? Ho- uh, Hoarders, and you yeah. know this like this fear of like not having enough. So we got to like really hold on tight to things and be, it's a, it's a fear mentality
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: stepping out of the fear and into trust. um, I think naturally attracts more. Of whatever it is we we really deeply long for, uh, whatever kind of abundance it is that we really need, yeah. Uh, Whether it's you know financial abundance or you know relationships or you know joy or or peace or whatever it is,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah. Um,
0: Yes, again, yeah. Stepping out of the fear and stepping into trust.
1: Yeah, yeah, and really becoming neutral around it. Like I get what I need when I need it. I remember when I first did this. Um, when I first was like found medicine, I was like, I gotta figure out this thing with money because mm-hmm. I never seem to have enough. Mm. And I'd gotten to the point where I was, I was like objectively looking at my life, going, something is off. Like there isn't a balance. And I need to find this balance because I know that. I'm here and I should have plenty of what I need. Like, I'm not, Mm -hmm. I just remember thinking, I wasn't put here to work myself into Mm -hmm. being somebody I'm not just to exchange a currency called money to buy myself food and put shelter over me and my family's head. Like, that Mm -hmm. cannot be the truth of what it is I'm here to do. And working with this medicine has really allowed me to see exactly what you said that you are worthy of receiving everything you want, when you want it, when you need it, all of those things. And it's up to us to just neutralize ourselves around um, around all the emotion that comes with it. Because there's a lot of emotional stuff that comes with money. And it really just allowed me to go, that's not mine. That's just not mine.
0: Nice. And, yeah. and, and to like, yeah, open up to receive
1: what yeah. is yours. yeah yeah and just stepping into my worth really right and stepping and finding all the ways i hadn't done that so no yes. wonder it hadn't shown up cuz right. i hadn't been showing up as right. who i am
0: right right yeah. i also you know i'm think i'm listening to you and i'm reflecting and there's just the culture that we live in you know i've spent some time in south america mostly i've spent some time in africa west africa and i've seen what it's like uh, for people to live, um, with very little and Mm. whether it's in the jungle and like an indigenous tribe or, you know, in, in, in poverty, stricken villages in, in Africa. And there, I, I, have seen so much more genuine happiness and connection in those communities and cultures and so much more, yeah, connection to the earth and connection to like ritual and dance and uh, ceremony and all of these things that seem like so much more healthy uh, than 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 what I see here in, in the United States and and it's like in in I think in those older ways of being the more traditional ways of being the earth rooted ways of being money isn't you know it's 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 not even really a thing there's trade. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of trade that's happening, but it's life is simplified um, to, you know, the bare necessities and, to you know, food and shelter and, and, you know, beyond that, it's like, you know, it's like art and you know, and dance and novelty. But, but I, I do think that, you know, just the culture that we live in is super stressful and, you know, it has people um, Exhausting themselves, you know. I grew up in a culture of glorified exhaustion yeah. on the East Coast. You know, outside of Boston, it was like go, 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 go. If you're not exhausted, you're not working hard enough. You're you're lazy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like I, that was never for me. Even as yeah. a kid, I was like, this is not it. I was very, I knew that. You know, that that was my my man. I didn't know anything about human design until like recent years, but that was my inner manifesto. Where I was like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: no. <laughs> this is not it. I am not going to do this. This is not for me. And um, I, but I, you know, I played the game for as long as I could until eventually I was like, I, I got to go. You know, and yeah. I, I I made the choice to to make a swift exit. But but my point is that uh, you know I think that, um, what's being asked of us as humans to to make money and 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 to like being able to afford living afford food and housing. It's like ridiculous. You yeah. know, it, it seems to me that the real issue here is like a systematic issue. Um, yeah. that that's rooted in uh, I don't know, maybe capitalism, maybe like you know, a, a disconnection from nature or a certain type of capitalism, I should say. I don't know. You know, it's just um something's not quite right. And I don't think it's it's you know not having enough money. I think it's a deeper issue yeah. than Than that
1: yeah Um, and i think that
0: one of the best things we can do is bring it back home to our local communities just to you know spend our money in our local community support local farmers support local artisans uh trade with your you know get to know your neighbors like simple Mm -hmm. things like that um yeah bringing it back to the community sitting in circle with each other building relationships with each other this is this is an essential I, you know I've done a lot of work with with these medicines and everything. This is one of the things i I keep coming back to is like community, yeah, uh, yes,
1: yeah, yeah that's um one of my goals for twenty twenty four is to move more into my immediate community, me too, yeah you know, uh,
0: one of my top top three was like, yeah. Just community, circle, and ease were like mm. my three words. Like more community, more I, I I'm ready to start sitting in circles again. It's been a while mm. um, since I've been sitting and, and and guiding circles, like talking circles, and um and then just yeah, more more and more ease every day. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's a yeah. general theme or a general yeah. uh intention of mine.
1: Yeah. Well, I know integration with any medicine is really key to like we've been discussing true embodiment, yes. um, really for the healing to show up in our lives as a, so we have a different life experience, but what would some of your suggestions be for, for full embodiment?
0: Well, there's so many practices and, you know, it's going to look different for everyone. Um, but for, for me, me, you know, I think first of all, like the integration happens, um, the moment we, you know, we take the medicine, you know? It, in the experience, like whether it's a psilocybin journey or, you know, ayahuasca ceremony or a 5-MeO breakthrough, it's like we are integrating real time. Yeah. Um, especially when we're in those liminal spaces where we're, you know, part of us is like you know, holding on, holding the hand of our infinite divine God self. And part of us is holding on to our our ego, uh, human Self, and we're the bridge in between the two, and we're in that liminal space. And that's, that's where it starts is like, okay, you know, how can I be so present with this experience as it's happening so that I can actually create those neural pathways and, and the, like leave myself those, those breadcrumbs to remember this feeling of mm-hmm. freedom or peace or confidence or liberation or whatever it is? It's like the integration starts real time as you know when you're in the experience and then you know gradually the body processes you know processes these these um compounds and we find ourselves back to a relative baseline it's like oh well I'm me again and you know here comes the mind and all of the yep. stories and here comes all my responsibilities and here comes this guy on, on the highway cutting me off and like how am <laughs> I gonna you know use that lens of love and and you know, infinite perfection and beauty to respond in a practical way to life. You know, mm-hmm. as it comes every day, and and you know, there's lots of practices. Like it, it's a, for me, it's like integration is a practice of remembering.
1: Mm-hmm. I like
0: to to see it that way, and so you know, it's like remembering what it feels like in the body. Yeah, remembering uh, what it feels like in the in the in the like emotional body. You know. The yeah. Physical body and in the emotional body, what it feels like to allow our nervous for our nervous systems to to completely relax and to be in that that state of ease, you know. Remembering that feeling is is uh, is part of the integration pr- process and practice. And there's lots of ways. There's breath, you know, breath work, meditation, yoga, time in nature, um, dance is is something that I often. Um, uh, invite people to to engage with is, is dancing, music, singing, opening our voice, letting ourselves be heard. It really depends on each person and, and where they are in their life and and where the blockages are in their life and, and where the thresholds of fear and discomfort are. I say that's a great place to start with oh, integration yeah. is like where are the what are you afraid of? You know, go mm-hmm. into those places with curiosity and with courage and And that's a great place to start integrating and then practical things like writing ourselves notes, you know, like I have lots of pictures of myself as a child around my house Mm -hmm. and it helps me to stay in touch with that purity, uh, that childlike essence of myself, having pictures of my family. I'm lucky to have you a really beautiful relationship with my, my parents. Uh, Not everyone is, but you know, that helps me too, to like, you know, stay in contact with them, to have pictures of them, um, to remember where I'm coming from, to remember my ancestors, to be engaged in community. Uh, you know, I sit in circles. I go, occasionally I'll go to sweat lodge or I'll sit in like community talking circles or I'll sit in ceremonies or I'll go to the event that I'm invited to. Even if I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I just yeah. want to stay at home. I push myself. I push yeah. myself to show up. Um. And that too is part of the integration, you know, it's, it's about for me, you know, it's about like being kind,
1: Mm. being
0: kinder to myself and to others, Mm -hmm. Um, being more patient, you know, bringing awareness to these things. I think that's where it all starts is like, oh, I could have probably been a little bit nicer right there. Mm -hmm. And just like, you know, having that awareness, that ongoing practicing that awareness of like, oh, I could have done this Mm. noted. Next time mm-hmm. I'll do better. Just bringing the awareness to 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 all the ways that I could do better, um, I think inevitably lead to me doing better yeah. over time.
1: Yeah, and being, being patient for you yourself know. in the process. Right, and, and
0: and one last thing is, it's so important to be gentle with ourselves too. It's like a balance, right, of like holding ourselves accountable um and really like pushing ourselves to grow and also like not beating ourselves up so much and like allowing ourselves to make a mistake every now and again and um and having some grace with ourselves and some patience with ourselves and uh, one of my my dear friends and and a mentor of mine was once said he, he's like love yourself as if you were your own child like what yeah. would it look like if you were loving yourself as if you were your own child or your own mother or puppy or you know, whatever it is with that amount of patience and care and understanding and, and how can you turn that around on yourself? And it's a great question that I ask myself pretty regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We do a lot of work with the the inner child in yep. in my rooms because it's nice. paramount. It's paramount. And it teaches yes. us if we think, okay, there's there's a little version of me that is scared, feels critical, feels like an imposter, whatever, feels anything other than complete, divine, worthy love, anything other than that, then I, it's my job to work with that little girl, little boy and like help them to see what life could be like on the other side of whatever they're afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and and to uh, allow that uh, inner child um that maybe that hurt inner child to 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 feel what it whatever it is you know just to wit to, to like allow ourselves to feel yeah you know, there's that's also paramount it's like um a lot of times when we're young, we're, we're told to shy away from certain emotions and, to you know, and we end up bottling a lot lot of things up or as as a man, you know, being told that, you know, crying or being emotional is a weakness or, or you know, to be strong is to be hard and to be, you know, like guarded or whatever it, it is. And, and to um, to dismantle those beliefs by uh Witnessing myself, allowing my my inner child to cry and to weep Mm -hmm. or to feel hurt or, or whatever it might be, I think that that's a huge part of it too. Is just allowing ourselves to feel, and and I think you know the psychedelics do a really beautiful job of of showing us what it what it looks like to feel and and what it feels like to feel and how to feel and how to cry and how to wail, how to grieve, how to get down on our knees. And, 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 and just let it all out, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have never had that experience until they come to something like or ayahuasca or, or, you know, mushrooms or whatever. And then they finally have this breakthrough where it's like all that tension and trauma and, and grief is finally allowed to be expressed for the first time. And it's like, this is what it looks like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's like teaching us how to feel.
1: Yeah that was huge yeah. for me i had no idea how much i wasn't feeling i had no idea yes. how much i was not feeling and <laughs> yeah. feeling, is he- <laughs> feeling, feeling is the gateway feeling is the healing, gateway yeah. to everything yeah who knew yeah yeah
0: yeah and 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 learning how to do so in healthy ways cuz you know like when anger comes along there's you know um anger and jealousy and greed you know a lot of these things can can um, be expressed in, in less than healthy ways. And, and so it's important for us to find healthy ways to, to feel the anger and to, to, to feel the grief and to feel whatever it is or, or the jealousy, you know? And, and a lot of that too is, is about like having community, you know, being witnessed and, and being able to speak, hey, this happened to me and it made me feel this way mm-hmm. and to be seen. And to be affirmed and to be heard in that is also like a huge part of, of the, the healing process is, is we heal partly on our own, but, but perhaps even more efficiently in community when yeah. we're witnessed by others. Um,
1: yeah. Most of my healing uh, these last two years was, has been with my family. Yes, it, That exactly. would never have been possible without introducing this medicine into my yes. life. <laughs> yes. So I'm faced with mirrors now yes. every day. Constantly, yes. <laughs> and that's the work, is looking yes. at a mirror of myself in the form yes. of Garrick James yes. and being like, okay, I have to take this. Yes, and I have to go figure out what's going on here. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, and you can do it together through through you know through like conversation or you know and and then there's also time to like okay I need to go and be alone and be in nature and go on a walk and, and take some time and then come back together you know in a good way in a, in a loving kind of way in conversation you know with an open open, honest communication, open, honest, loving communication, you know, bringing it home to that can be so healing. Um, but, uh, but again, you know, it takes, it, it's both, it's both fans you know, it, I've done a lot of, you know, deep inner work by myself in solitude. Uh, and I've also done a lot of deep work in, in circle circle in the community.
1: Yeah. This has been, I mean, the most magical, part of my journey has been healing in my family. And Uh, I know this year will be healing in community. It's a whole, it's going to be another level. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Spreading that, you know, those concentric circles outwards and, you know, what you have um, achieved and cultivated with your family unit, you know, it's like, okay, you're, you're, you're doing the work, you're learning, you're, you're finding new ways of being. And then eventually it's like, now it's our responsibility to share, share that right. with other families right um so that they can cultivate more harmony in their family unit
1: yeah have you ever heard the term fractal line
0: um i think i've heard it but i don't really know what it refers to it's something
1: to. we refer to that in human design and the gene keys that we are um every single person in our life is a part of ourselves <laughs> in a fractal line uh huh um and so it never made more sense to me than it did when yeah. I was a part of this medicine, never made more sense. Yes. I'm like, "Oh wow, yes, yes I am part of a fractal line." Yes. Yes, <laughs> um, in the
0: sense that we are all connected.
1: Yes, we are all yes. connected. And so any any time I look at Garrick and if there's ever judgment, criticism or whatever, the the not self comes in, the the misalignment. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, that's a version of you." Yeah. That's a version of you. When you choose to love him, you choose to love yourself. So remember yep. all this. It's huge. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we'll um, we'll kind of tie up here. I yeah. would love to know uh-huh. what your favorite thing about life is right now, knowing what you know today.
0: Oh, you're gonna have to. Favorites are tough for me. It's hard mm. for me to choose. Sometimes.
1: Well, list three. We could do three.
0: Well, no, I think it's a it's a good invitation for me to to really distill it down. Okay. Um, my favorite thing about being alive is. As Jeff, ah, you know, I think more and more, it's it's being in relationship. It's um, you know, I, I've been kind of a loner for. I'm an only child, and um, I really like quiet time. I require a lot of quiet solitude, rest time. Not taught. I don't like like uh, small talk, and um, I tend to really just for when I have free time just to be quiet at my, my mountain home but the, the as I've been growing I think I'm what I'm really starting to enjoy is, is spending time with others mm. um, being in relationship to others, having friends. And um, doing things with other people, like you know, meeting up for a, an Indian buffet. I did that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I've been really pushing myself to to um, be in relationship more with to be in relationship with humans more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I am by by nature. You know, I'm constantly in relationship in my work, but but you know, in my personal life i'm pushing myself to really cultivate deeper relationships and deeper friendships and that has brought so much joy into my life lately to share all of the beauty and and the fun of my life like going i've been going skiing I got a ski pass this year for the. I usually backcountry ski by myself with Nala and with my dog, and the, <laughs> and this year I was like, I'm going to get a ski pass mainly because some of my best friends have ski passes, and I was like, I want to spend more time with my friends. Mm. So I've been doing that, and I've been just doing things with, with friends more, and it's been bringing me a lot of joy. Is like uh, saying yes, even to you know this conversation and this podcast, connecting, you know, making the connections, being. Um, being like a conduit of connection has brought me so much joy. Um, so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Also, you know, dancing, I love dancing and I love music, mm. dancing and music, uh, both making music and and going and experiencing live music. Um, those are two of my favorite things.
1: Yeah. 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 Well, you're one of my favorite things. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Danielle. Oh. You are
1: absolutely one of my favorite things.
0: <laughs> oh, I, I honestly feel that uh, really deeply from you and from your whole family. And yeah, it's been um, such a, an honor and a joy to to just you know be family together. You know,
1: yeah. I'm, I, you know
0: like you said, I'm not blood family, but but on some level, we're we're all on that fract that fractal line. Yeah, all there's connected.
1: a piece of my fractal line yes. right
0: with you. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to, you know, be on the journey here, here beside you, walking beside you.
1: Yeah. Well, I cannot thank you enough, Jeff, for not just everything you've done with me, but with our family and coming on this podcast to just, to get this word out a little more, I just kind of wanted to demystify what this work is. Um, where do you see this work going? I guess then we'll finish there. Where yeah. do you see this work going? You're yeah. the manifester. Well,
0: well, well, first of all, I don't know if it's if it's possible to fully demystify it. There will always be part mm-hmm. of it that, that remains mysterious and part of the mystery, I think. Um, where do I see it going? Well, the vision that I've been holding and the reason why I've gotten into this work is because I, I think that there's a real potential uh, of medicine work or psychedelic therapy, um, it's really like particularly like when it's done in a ceremonial way or with like, um, some sort of a tradition or a lineage or or like indigenous kind of tradition, um, that's rooted in the earth. Um, and that's rooted in, in some like semblance of like real love. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that if, if this work is done in a good way like that, um, in a prayerful way that it could potentially, um, create, you know, it could potentially create peace on earth, you know, it mm. c- it, because a lot of what it does is it dissolves the boundaries and, and the, um, the sense of otherness and the sense of the fear of the other. Yeah. And you know that's what's at a, a, a lot of the root of our problems is we're afraid of the unknown. We're afraid of the other. We're yeah. afraid of, you know, yeah, the other. And so to see the other as you know, uh, a, a, an extension of ourselves and yeah. as part of ourselves, I think um, will naturally uh, create a greater sense of empathy and a greater sense of understanding and compassion. Um, between people mm-hmm. and and not just between humans and other humans, but between the human between humans and non-humans and between humans and the earth and animals and plants and all of the earth systems. I mean this is a huge part of this work is, you know, it's not just about us and our personal healing journeys, but you know, the real reason I'm sharing this, I got into this because I have I had a great love for the earth and yeah. for nature, for for the wild ones. And I wanted to to um, connect humans to the earth in a healthy way so that we can understand our impact. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's where I would like to see this work going is eventually creating more harmony between humans and other humans and, and then between humanity and, and the rest of life. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, you've done a great job informing everyone.
0: <laughs> good, good. That's my everyday <laughs> practice is informing my manifesto practice. Yes,
1: You're beautiful at it.
0: You're thank beautiful you. at
1: it. Yes. Thank
0: you. Practice, practice. Yes.
1: I love you so much, Jeff. Thank you so much. I love you
0: too. Yeah. Thank you, Danielle.
1: So wait, before we go, where can everyone yeah. find you?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, Well, the website is somadi.co, which is S-O-M-A-D-I dot C-O. And that's a great place to start. And then um, I'll I'll throw out my Instagram tag on there. It's kind of like a public journal for me. And it's uh, Mountain Magic. That's Mountain, M-O-U-N-T-A-I-N, Magic, M-A-G-I-C-K. And that's my Instagram. All
1: right. Well, we'll put all those links in the show notes. You guys go over and say hi to Jeff. Yeah, and I'll share his love with you, I'm sure.
0: Cool. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. If you feel like throwing some amazing karma out there, go ahead and leave a thoughtful review for this podcast and share it with one of your business besties. You can find more of me on TikTok, Instagram, and in my Facebook group. Find all the links in the show notes to never miss what's coming next over here.